AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast, and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is in memory of Gian Piero Vetroni. Thank you for everything you've done for Tottenham and everything you've done for football. Will never be forgotten. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel tunnel. Alex, I hate your, I hate your face so much. Well, uh, I, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of yours, actually, over the last couple of weeks. We spent a lot of time together these last few weeks. Mm. Uh, and, it, and it's good that John's on, actually, because it was at the start of John's wedding weekend where I I hated you more than, genuinely hated you more than at any other time in my life. John's fault, if anything. Uh, well, the reason well, why I was there and you were there was because John was getting married. So it's yeah. John's what, fault. What isn't John's fault is... Uh, you leaving me in the pitch black in the middle of the Italian countryside with eight percent battery. It wasn't just I Italian, where I was going. It wasn't just Italian countryside. This is like in the middle of nowhere. So I'm going to tell the story because I want I want people to know what it's like being friends with Flav because <laughs> it's it's very much like the Welsh countryside. Lots of hills, lots of peaks, but some really really big valleys as well. All right, so. I get there. I'm arriving in the Italian countryside late at night, midnight-ish, probably probably just after. Right? Flav texts me saying, look, it's a bit of a drive out here. It's middle of nowhere. First of all, he was saying you're probably going to fall off a cliff while you're driving. It, so is, it, 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 like, it was the most... I live in the middle of nowhere in England. This is the middle of nowhere in Italy, which is where, where they, they speak a dialect that, that, that people in the north don't even understand. That's how remote yeah, this so, place was. Because, yeah, so he's telling me John, all this. Because of John. With, 
yeah, I mean, he's telling me all this via via WhatsApp, right? So, so great, so I'm wonderful. That stuff, I'm like, well, I won't look out the window because because I'm too scared of that now. So I get there, taxi driver drops me off. Do you know what the taxi driver said to me? He said, uh, "This is end of world out here." <laughs> right? He said, "If someone buy this as gift for me, I say no, right? <laughs> because it's the middle of nowhere, right?" So Flavin texted me on the way there, and he said, "Look." Uh, it's the second path on the right. Text me when you get here. I'll come out and get you because you won't be able to see anything. Yeah. So he drops me off. I've got eight percent battery on my on my phone. What time was it though? Oh, half past twelve at night. Yeah. Quarter to one in the late, morning. Late. Yeah. So I go down the second path on the right. Leads me down into like a little hove of like a couple of apartments or villas or whatever you want to call them, right? The, and I see a, a place on the right. I show my light in there. It's a shed. It's got ladders in there, all sorts of stuff. That's not it. <laughs> no, right? you... I'm ringing him. No, shut up. I'm ringing him. No answer. Just ringing and ringing and ringing. I'm texting him. No answer. And I'm like, this is so... And I was mad at myself because I was like, this is so flab. It's unbelievable. If someone had said to me, what would flab do in this situation? I'd say, well, make sure you've got loads of battery and someone else you can ring because he food. will not be there. Right? So anyway, I'm starting to panic now, John. Right, I'm getting, I'm getting like a bit teary because I'm like, if this battery goes, I'm fucked. I got a little roller suitcase rolling it around loads of gravel. Right, I can't, I don't know which house is house. There's four like doors where it could be, and they're all kind of dotted around. Couldn't figure out what it is. I resorted to looking in the bin of one person's <laughs> uh, apartment because I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any like, like Rizzler papers or anything, any clue whatsoever that this might be his, the place where he's at. Right. So again, I'm ringing, I'm ringing, I'm ringing. In the end, I had to make a guess, right? Because I was like, well, this is it now. I'm on 2%. I, I am I am fucked. I'm going to have to sleep in a ball curled up on the gravel wrapped around my own suitcase for warmth. <laughs> I get there. I, I find this other door and I'm like, I, I looked in and there was an em- there was like three empty wine glasses. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that, that might be his then. I literally just opened the door expecting to like get stabbed by someone thinking I was an intruder. He... I hear his missus go, Gary, you can't answer the phone. It's Alex, right? So he heard the phone ring. No, no, I had heard it once. No, no, hold on a second. I had heard it, but I thought it was my alarm, so I just put it down. (laughs) He comes out. He comes out of the of the of the bedroom into the hall where I'm standing there, furious, right, (laughs) holding a litre bottle of water in his pants. Do you know what he says? What? What do you want? Honestly, I've never been, I've never been so mad in my entire life. Fucking furious. But that I just want that's why I'm telling that story. I want people what? to know what it's like being friends with him. I I did I did actually say to you, I'll be up. Don't worry, you wake me up. And if yeah, I fall yeah. asleep, but but when you're asleep, you're in a different realm, right? So you don't like in my head, it was the phone was ringing. Just get rid of it, so I can go back to sleep. I didn't realize that you couldn't navigate your your your, your way around a, an apartment that has four doors. I was, text, um, I was texting the, the boys in the group, and I was saying, "What do I do?" And I was like, "I can't, I can't get hold of him." Right? It, it was, it was so remote and dark that it would have been. Like, I don't know what you would have done. And we googled it, and there's wild boar out there. There's wild boar. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this was this was all in celebration of uh, John Bass, who got married to the wonderful Ree. Uh, congratulations, John. Thanks, mate. It was a Thanks. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time, and 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 the, actually, it made better by the fact that Spurs had beaten Leicester six two, literally on the e or one of the the night before your uh, your wedding. But congratulations, mate! Well done. 
Yeah, thanks. It sounds like uh, everyone had a great time, uh, aside from the fact that the location apparently is the most remote place in the world and, and everyone wanted to kill themselves immediately as soon as they arrived because it was like a fucking tour of Afghanistan. Well, 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 hold on, John, John, if, if, if we hadn't gone, if we hadn't had, like thought we should go to the supermarket to get some food, if we hadn't have done that, we'd have had nothing to eat for three days. That's how remote this place was. I yeah. just, just on a whim picked up a couple of bottles of water thinking, well, we might need water. If I hadn't have done that, we could have died. You know what? Do you know what I've realised? That's like, your wedding. Um, you know what I've realised about, uh, about like British people, I think it is, and anyone who's organised a wedding abroad will understand this, is it, let's just remove the fact this is a wedding, right? If, if you were going on holiday and you booked accommodation, the first things you would do is go, right, how are we getting from the airport to our accommodation? <laughs> and where is close to where we're going to? And is it accessible for us? For some reason... When it's a wedding, everyone's going, John, how do I get from the airport to my hotel? <laughs> is there a shop near me? Will I need to rent a car? Fucking Google it. Yeah. What, they, why they were, have I got to do it? I got, they were all the questions I asked John whilst I was sat in the airport as well. I like, said John was like, You'll pick, someone's picking me up from the airport, yeah? And he was like, absolutely not. No, I I, like, oh. So we, we got three trains. Uh, no, no, two trains and a, a long cab to this place. If You're right. If this wasn't a wedding... I can see, I'm looking at John's, people who aren't patrons, they're not watching the video version of this. If you want to watch the video version of this and see John's very, very frustrated face, and I'm no doubt this has been the fifth or sixth conversation he's had of this type, then you can subscribe and pay for that by going to patreon.com forward slash fighting cock. But I'd describe it to you, he's, his hand is on his head and he's like, he's frustrated, he's exasperated. Um, but I, yeah, we ended up doing the most long-winded way to, we will get onto Spurs very shortly, boys and girls, listen to this. But we, I, um, t- 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 so we flew to Ancona and that was about an hour from where our, where, where we resided and where John got married. To get to that place, and this would never happen in England, we took two trains in a cab to get an hour. Yeah. And, and our train hit, hit something on the tracks. And the Italian guys, and like we were, we we were in this train and all we heard is bang it's like it hit a cow or something we stopped at the next we carried on stopped at the next uh, train train station Italians came out looked at it and went yeah we're alright just carried on <laughs> what a place what an absolute place but uh, yeah congratulations John uh, we do have to get on to the football um, and let's talk about um, the, the the Frankfurt game John because there's been a mixed response it's, it's either it's uh, it was a good controlled performance that you know we didn't put our chances away and we we should have won convincingly and away in Europe very difficult you know we haven't played well away in Europe since the last half an hour of that game in Ajax uh, in Amsterdam what did you make of it i actually think it wasn't it wasn't uh controlled but it was good and that's why i liked it i actually that's one of the games i've enjoyed the most this entire season and it was a nil nil yeah because i felt like the handbrake was off a little bit and actually we were um we were quite exciting because we were playing a bit more uh free flowing and as a result of that it looked scruffier because we were trying things and pushing and pressing higher and so occasionally you're going to get caught out or, you know, balls are going to be misplaced. But I actually really enjoyed the game. And I feel like actually the reason that we didn't end up winning that game, maybe two or three nil, was just down to like individuals. And I think that's been a bit of a trend actually this season is that in the main, we've we've played okay. 
actually our sort of key players, especially our attacking talent, we expect to deliver have just not been quite on it. And I think this game was like a perfect example of that in full effect because we actually created a shit ton of chances and we just didn't take them from like poor final pass or poor finish. Um, but I really enjoyed the game. I really enjoyed it. And I, I've been recently, I have been like wavering a little bit and a bit like, I'm not enjoying this football. Like I will ride the Conte wave as long as we keep winning, but I'm really not enjoying this style of football. But that was the first game this season where I've, I've really seen a little bit more as to what we could potentially play like. And I enjoyed it, mate. Well, when you say that, when you say you're starting to get frustrated, it sounds like you're talking about Jose Mourinho. We... I'm not there. I'm not there. I think so. Basically, how I, how I feel about it is, I have a slight niggling feeling and a concern that what we're seeing with Conte now is what United were seeing a little bit with Jose at the sort of beginning of his United thing, which is could this be the beginning of the end? Now it might not be. Right, this is just a thought that popped into my head the other day. In is the that, job a year? I know, but he's also been in football for what ten. So well, is this a lot longer. the end well, of man- his, his, man- his management? His managerial career, yeah. And so, like managers have cycles and life cycles, and football changes, and you know we've seen different styles come and go. I'm not saying these things are happening. I'm just saying this thought popped into my head. It's a bit like it's a bit like Inception, right? Someone's plant. I had that idea one day, and it's just just there constantly. And every time we don't play well or I don't enjoy a game, I think, oh, is this is this it? It's not that I want it to happen. I don't want to be like one of these like. I can't wait until Conte fucks up so I can be like, oh, I told you it was over. I don't want this to happen. And I don't think necessarily that is happening. But every time we don't play well, and I don't particularly enjoy his style of football, I'm fully invested in, we've tried it. We've tried, we've been free-flowing football under Yole, Redknapp, Poch to a certain extent. We've got really good players. We've got a massive stadium. We've got everything you need to be a great side. So I get that we want a manager who's just a proven winner. So I'm on board. It's just that I haven't really enjoyed the football. This you enjoyed game, it towards the end of the season, though. Like, like at the end of last season, we were fucking flying, smashing Everton. We beat Arsenal, um, beat Norwich 5-1. I know they relegated Norwich, but we, mm. we were scoring goals. We, we were free-flowing. It's just that in the, in the first eight games of this season, despite us being third, and I get it, it's, not about, it's about the style of play, not what the results are, but it, it may, you just got to wait a little bit, right? Yeah, and, and I always talk about this um, on the pod, is like the immediacy of football and that everything has to happen like right now and if it doesn't, it, everything's shit. And if you know if a player plays five good games, he's the best centre-back we've ever had. And I hate that stuff, which is why I'm always trying to be balanced. The problem is, is that you're not allowed to be. Like, as soon as you mention, like, oh, I don't, I'm not quite sure this is good. Everyone's like, oh, you're, you're Conte out, eh? You want, you want him fucking gone, do you? You, you, like, you, want stink, you stink of Conte like, out currently. <laughs> right, exactly. So I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I just, I think the end of last season, obviously the form was amazing and we were smashing teams and we were playing great and I could see what he was trying to do, these patterns of play, these automations and all this stuff. I just haven't seen it this year. So it's been like, results have been good, great actually, but I just haven't enjoyed the football. But this game was the first time when I was like, I'm starting to see it again. We pressed really high. We were playing further up the pitch. It was just exciting. We were making loads of chances and it was exciting. I felt like players were trying to do stuff and I just, I enjoyed it. So I feel like there's a happy medium to be had. And if it clicks, it will be like the end of last season. We will start smashing teams and we will be in a much better position. So it gave me a bit of uh, optimism again that I think I probably needed. Yeah, fair enough. And it was, it was, uh, it was a sort of fluid performance it wasn't as stagnated as we've seen previously and I get I understand like there's no Spurs fan out there that doesn't 
understand what you're saying here, John. Like, it's, you can be a supporter of Conte and also say that the football hasn't been great this season, and and that's yeah. I think where the most of us are at. Um, but you've seen certainly with what's happening at Arsenal is that they're, they're you know they're fucking they're, they're mo- massive parts of their fan base wanted him removed. You have to just sort <laughs> of sit back and go, all right, well, let's just see what happens here. Um, I wonder, Alex. I wonder how much you know. We've had um, Gian Piero, sorry, Ventroni. He passed away, and it was quite quickly, and had, had a massive impact on the on on the team because it's been a couple of weeks since he was diagnosed and passed away. As far as I understand, do you think that any any part of and he's well loved, wasn't he? Al? Like, like you know, you've seen the pictures <clears> of him <throat> talking to Richarlison, holding Son and Kane. This is a man who was important part of uh, the um, the backroom staff like do you think that do you know what I was going to ask a question about it doesn't matter actually it doesn't matter whether it had an impact on how well we're playing or whatever it is let's just um, let's just uh, yeah I just I don't want to go into it actually I don't know why I even brought it up um, Al what, what, what do you make of um, our, our place in the league and our performances thus far um it's difficult because I'm I'm very similar to John. I think uh, like performances, I, I care less about performances now because it's Conte, which is which is ironic because of what my stance was with Jose Mourinho. Yeah, but he's but, different. His personality is different, isn't it? Yeah, and I think um, uh, like you see those patterns. John said about the, about those patterns and seeing that, like we you keep seeing it in bits and pieces. Uh, during games, you think, ah, okay, that's it. Away we go. And then it doesn't quite happen. Um, so I think this season is unique as well. I, I, you know, th- there might be an element of us trying to play a bit of a lower intensity of, of football because we've got a long old season coming up, coming up, you know, and is that part of the thinking in terms of, you know, we want to try and make sure we finish the season strong when there, there could be plenty of teams that, you know, run out of steam earlier than usual. Uh, this year, maybe I, I don't know, because this season is so unique, <clears throat> and our summer was quite unique in terms of how we invested. The fact that those players, and the fact that even though we invested, some of those players haven't even really featured that much. You know, Richarlison has a little bit more of late. Basuma, we've not seen anything of, um, uh, and Longley again only fairly recently has started to to play. Who I who I thought did really well actually the last couple of games. Um, I'm willing to kind of be like, okay, well, whatever happens, this season happens, and I'm 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 willing just to trust everything in it. In terms of enjoying the football, um, yeah, I can't say that I've been like, oh god, this is really struggling. I've just made noticed that it's a bit vanilla at times. Like I'm not 100 percent sure what we are yet, um, but I do think that will come. He is an elite manager. And I'm willing to put my 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 faith in that. I actually thought uh, Tuesday night. I thought we played really well, really well. Um, we we pressed a lot better. Frankfurt sat back a little bit more than I thought. They didn't come like screaming out of the blocks at us, which I think a lot of teams do. We try and invite that pressure on. And I think when we noticed that they weren't doing that, I think the instruction changed quite quickly. As to okay, was to be like, all right, okay, get at them and press higher. And that's what we did, and it was enjoyable. And as much as the front three didn't play well, and that's unfortunate because the rest of the team did. Those chances, those two 
two chances that kind of fizzed across the front of a goal. But, you know, most other days, Kane gets a knee on or, or a toe on or whatever. And, you know, you score in the first 10, 15 minutes and, and, and you're off and running. But um, it, it, I, I, that's the best away performance in terms of I've not felt like throwing my head into the television uh, <laughs> for a long time. In Europe as well. Yeah, yeah. we we I, can't, I genuinely like, even the Ajax game, you know, the Ajax game was different because you know we were at a social, we were all together absolutely fucked, and you know, I didn't even see the last two goals. Um but before then, if you take that one out, I can't remember a European away game where I was like, Do you know what, smash that. Um so I, I think it's getting there. Like I said, this group is you can't not qualify from this group, man, because well, we just can't. And Frankfurt are in are in decent form as well. Well, this is yeah, they are. They are. They they they're not. That that wasn't an insignificant draw. Um, I'm just reading you this this passage from Football London. Uh, the draw leaves Tottenham with just four points from their first three games, uh, group group stage games. They are at risk of not qualifying for the knockout stages of the competition, sitting second in the group, only ahead of Frankfurt on goal di- goal difference. Yeah, but what I mean. Like, I fully appreciate the work that Football London do. I really do. They're they're good, right? Certainly, on any club in, in in London gets their fair share. It's like Evening Standard, but you know, just online. Um. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Having two games away in the group stages, given what Spurs do typically in Europe, is and being in the position we're in, is for, it's good this is a good position we're in. we're in we're in the driving seat in my opinion you've got the thing is about the champions league about these group stages and we've seen it you know the with the draw away at barcelona and scraping through and you know it doesn't matter like we've had awful group stages of, of champions leagues and others we've won at a canter yeah even the bale season yeah you know even that was not ideal um, getting absolutely fucking slumped by real madrid yeah. And then, but, and then, yeah. in the season where we eke through and like, like by tooth and nail, we get through the group. We end up in the Champions League final. And and the thing is, with and we know we, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about Sun, but you know, with Sun's form, you know, Kane is, is there, but not kind of quite there. Richarlison still got more to come. We've got Basuma still to see more of. Um, you know, there's enough good players who are not fully firing yet for it for it almost to be inevitable that it that it's gonna click at some stage. And 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 I know we obviously we 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 hammered Leicester a little bit, you know, but uh we're gonna give someone a fucking good eye in soon. Well this um, is it. Yeah I mean like, John do you think like we we we're, we're playing all right but Kane and Son are not playing at the level that we've experienced at the or or they have played at for the last four or five years. I yeah. I think that's genuinely it. Like if Kane was smashing, like if Kane had finished the, the the chance that he had and the Son had, and we'd we'd bagged free, people would be like waxing lyrical. The performance would have been exactly the same. The setup would have been exactly the same. Everything that happened in that game would have been exactly the same, except the moments where the ball left those two players' foot, like in Son and Kane. Previously, they 
would have buried the chances they chances they had. And if they had, no one would be talking about Conte, the performance, or whatever it might be. So you're relying on your best players to perform, and they haven't been performing. So why is the criticism suddenly on Conte when Kane and Son aren't doing their job? And that's not a criticism of them. They are going to have dips in their form. It's just that if you are criticised, if if the if we get in. If we're giving Son and Kane an opportunity to score the goals that we expect them to score, and they don't, why does the criticism fall on Conte when it's exactly the same as it was last time? It's just they're not delivering the way they did previously. I think it's um, I think it's basically it's optics, and the example I'd give is is Kane himself, right? If you if you look at Kane, it's quite a good parallel for Spurs' season, which is he's actually scored quite a lot of goals, right? But people think he's having a bad season. Why? Because we know he can play better. But his job is to score goals in the same way as Conte's job is to get points on the board. We actually are in a good position. If you if you didn't see a single game and you were told we've been playing brilliantly and then you saw the results, you'd be like, fucking hell, we're flying. Like, we're yeah. doing really well. This is great. But the optics, like when people are watching it, then they're looking at the performances and they're going, oh, God, Spurs can go up a couple of levels here. And that's what I think it boils down to. And that's why Conte's getting the flack because people will look at the overall performance and the style of play, and go, that's the reason that they're like, they could be doing better. In hindsight, and again, I've been critical of the way we play, it is a lot of individual mistakes, that are the reason that we're not putting three or four past teams, and the reason that we're not like controlling games. It, it is a lot to do with the individuals being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I do also think on the flip side, just for balance, like I do also think the systems you play but more onus on those those situations. So like the fact that we don't create as many chances as other teams means they have to take them. And when they don't, it means that we only win one nil or we might draw nil nil. So I think there's like somewhere in it it just falls down to optics basically. And that's that's the main reason. And to be honest, I do feel with, with Kane and with Spurs, maybe the two are linked, it will click and when it does suddenly we will be back into that form that we saw at the end of last year where we are suddenly just like Kane is just looking mercurial and Son is just scoring every time he gets a chance. Because yeah. those the majority of his goals he got last year for the Golden Boot, I'm pretty sure were like the second half of the season. Yeah, And so it wouldn't shock me if he just goes on a run and just smashes a load of goals again. What you said there, John, is that, that Conte's job is to get points on the board and Son and Kane's job is to score goals that, you, that most strikers or forwards wouldn't be able to. And that's the difference between the moment. And, that, and again, it's not a criticism of them because they've exceeded what's been expected of them previously. But what's expect, what, what we, what we, what we, be, we've become expecting of them to deliver goals in in in, in times where it, it would for, for Che Adams or fucking some other sort of shit forward that that. Um, that they wouldn't be able to do it. So Conte's done his job. Like we we are currently third in the league, and the the sort of conversation around Spurs, not just in our fan base, but in our in the media around it, is like it's like we're shit. We're not fucking shit. We're fucking really good. Like when we started this podcast, you know how fucking shit we were then. That was shit. Like we Villas Boas, that was shit. Fucking Peter Shreves, that was shit. David Pleat, that was shit. Like, this is not shit. This is really good. It's just that it's not quite clicking yet. But we're just waiting on two world-class players to start firing. And if they do, mate, what? I mean, the the mood, if we beat Brighton, and it's a big ask because Brighton are a decent side, even without Brian, um, 
Brian Potter. Who's Brian Potter? <laughs> Graham Potter. Brian Potter's Phoenix Knights. Yeah. <laughs> Which, imagine he was in charge of a Premier League team. That'd be fucking <laughs> He's amazing. asthmatic. He's asthmatic. Even, even without um, Brian Potter, even without him, <laughs> even without Graham Potter, um, he, he, they're, they're a good side. But if we can get a result there, we can beat Manchester United. We can. <clears throat> we definitely can. We can beat anybody. How long have we been saying, or have people been saying, oh, well, if Kane and Son aren't firing, then Tottenham aren't doing anything? You know, and, and Kane and Son, although Kane has scored, you know, a fair amount of goals this season. Seven, seven isn't it? A six? Six yeah. or seven? But, and, you know, and we're, but, you know, we're the ones that watch him every week and we know that he's not, you know, absolutely at it. And Son is obviously nowhere near at it. And yet there we are in third and have lost one league game all, all season. So, you know, you have to, it's easy to, to be like, oh, you know, focus on some of the disappointments that are in a minute, but you have to put them in parallel as to well, compare them to the disappointments of this time last year. And this time last year, we were on our fucking ass. Yeah, well, this is that's exactly it, mate. It is what you just said is like when people say, oh, what will happen to Tottenham when Kane and Son are not firing? They're not firing, and we're third. Mm. What happens? What apps? What the those same people were saying is. Fuck! What will happen to Tottenham if they do start firing? What like like if you're going from we're in third and they're not playing well, if they do start playing well, like in, in the same sort of combination of forward play that we saw against Aston Villa last year when we went to the cottage where we all watched Aston Villa versus Spurs, hmm. the the front three was the best part of that. Kane's flick headers, setting up Kulusevski, him burying goals. And we've said for ages about, like, Spurs can't eke out wins. You know, we, everyone's got to be on, on form, otherwise it's not happening. And, and, and we've done that. Look, it's, it's, it's perfectly fair to, be, to have frustrations and be frustrated with some of the, with some of the performances. Of course, Absolutely. Yeah. We, we all have been. But what have we improved on? We've improved the squad. You know, and I know there's some people that seem to doubt that, but the squad is better. There is no way... There's no shape or form about bench, that. Yeah, yeah. Could it could it be better? Yeah, but is it better? Yes. Are we in a better position this time now than we were this time last year? Yes. You know, and have we got more gears to go into? The answer is yes again. So it, it's just far too early to be. You know, don't don't get yourself all worked up about Fun- it because there's so much stuff that c- that can come. But fundamentally, I think people that are angry at this situation because they're more angry than I am or you are or anybody else who's a little bit more optimistic, they think because they're more angry or more passionate, they're, they're more right. Where there well, was no, life in there. Yeah. There's no right. There's no right way to, to uh, compartmentalise this season thus far. It's just a big grey area. And do you want to be, do you want to be there sitting and, and sort of festering in your misery? Or do you want to look, be a bit more hopeful to what might might happen this season. But this isn't blind hope. We've sat on these podcasts before in the AVB days and stuff and had blind hope. I remember those days. I took pride in that blind hope, right? Loved this it. this is this isn't blind hope. This is this is we know what's there and we know what what can be done and we know the levels that they're there for the gears that are there to go up into. And all right, they we've not gone into them uh either as yet or as often as we'd like to. This isn't blind hope. We've we've done blind hope before. I've done it. It's yes, fun. Yes, it, but this isn't it. No, no, this isn't. This definitely isn't it. We're not. There, there's, Spurs. We 
we're poised to do something decent. And and and, and do you know what? All, all, all I think all the conversations around this, John. I don't know if, if you feel feel about this in the same way, but all the conversations around Spurs is is tapered by the what Arsenal are doing. And I get it, fucking horrible. I don't like it. I don't want it to be the case. But whatever's happening over there is happening, and you have to deal with it. If they were like eighth in the league, I, I genuinely believe that there would be it. It would be a lot more calm than it is right now. I don't know what you think about it, John. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help, does it? <laughs> like we're always gonna. We're always it's not gonna just helping; it's, it's it's significantly impacting. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I mean, it doesn't help the situation when because we always look at them when they're doing shit. It's like, ha, ah, this is great. Like this is funny. When they're doing slightly better, then it's like, oh shit, is this like, you know going to negatively impact on us? I think there's like. Other reasons aside, let's just say, for example, they also weren't stylistically playing great football and they were just in a points position, but they were just doing it. We would still be able to be like, oh, well, they're just grinding out results. They're not playing the way that they want to play. The the Arsenal bullshit is gone. They're just doing, they've sold their soul, right? We'd be saying all this stuff to make ourselves feel better. I think the fact that this and the media is now like making this whole, they're like Pochettino Spurs. Like they're not, they're not. I want to like make sure that's clear. Pochettino Spurs was built off the back of taking punts on players like Danny Rose and Deli Alley from League One for very small amounts of money alongside academy players like Kane, who became amazing. And yeah, we, we spent a bit of money in that period, I'm not going to lie, but not to the same extent that they've done. So this idea, just because they're young, it's like, oh, they're like Pochettino Spurs, is bullshit. And I fucking hate that comparison. It's really pissing me off. It keeps coming up. What we did was genuinely very special. And the media don't like making a big thing of it. And because it's them, suddenly we all have to pander to it and be like, oh, this is amazing what they've done. They spent a fucking fortune and they haven't recouped anything back. Mm. So this is not the same. It's not comparable. This is a, a false version of like something organic. So that, that, I think, as well, doesn't help when the media kind of push this agenda of, oh, it's, Arteta is like the new Poch and Arsenal are like the new Spurs. I don't think that, uh, that helps anyone. Um, but I also think, yeah, there is an issue, the fact that, they do play good attacking football and Spurs as a club and as a fan base, I think that's what we like. That's what we want. Right. And like I was saying right at the beginning, if you offered anyone, any single Spurs fan, you can be really successful and play really attractive football. Everyone would take that. Uh, There are, we've tried it. Like I said, we, we have played that football and it got us so far. Right. And it's got us in a very good position in the managers that are available in world football. One that we could get is Antonio Conte, and he doesn't play attractive football, but he has a track record as good as anyone for winning stuff. And again, if you speak to most Spurs fans, they'll just say, "I want to win something, anything. I just want to win something." But he's the man. He's the guy. Like what, we, what, what did you I, I have to accept that. I don't like his football, but he is the best man for the job, which is why I always, I, right now, he has my undivided full support because he's the right guy for where we're at. Um, and so I think the Arsenal thing is is not going to help because they also play nice football. So that doesn't doesn't aid anyone's kind of counter argument. Um, did you see his comments like, that they were asking whether or not Matt Doherty was going to play against um, uh, against yeah. Frankfurt? Um, what do you make of that, Al? Uh, I mean, spot on, really. So he basically said, "Look, fans need to be fans. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, this is you know we know this. Uh, I am." I am up to here with Emerson Royale. I, I really am. He is fucking useless. Oh, he's not useless, uh, mate. That's... He is. I'm sorry. 
He is. It's he not is. That's mad. He is. No. What, why? Not. Why? Why? Explain. Because of what we need him to do, he can't do. I'm not saying that he can't. That he can't defend quite well every now and then, and you know he makes a lot of kind of recovery tackles. He kind of nips in there where you don't expect him to be. But what we need him to do, it's it's such a glaring omission in that team of of what we need on that on that side that it makes him useless to what we want to do in right? in that like the the final third. Yeah. Now, and I'm not saying that Ducky should come in because I am not seeing Doherty, and I'm not I'm not saying that um, that he would come in and do any better, and that's what Conte will will know. I, you know, if someone said, oh, do you know what? The transfer window's open for a week, special edition next week. You know, what would be Conte's first priority? It would be a right wing back. Well, it's going to be. Who who, yeah. who do you think will start then? No, I, I suspect Perisic and then Sessegnon on the left. That is what I suspect. Um, but I'd like to see Jed Spence, you know, and... Why? I'd like... Why? Well, because if if... The 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 nature you of want to see him because you haven't is... seen him. That's that's what it is. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, what it I is. Say, I was about to say that, but Conte has seen him for f- hours upon hours upon hours of training sessions. Yeah, but, but you want to see him makes... because you haven't seen him, and Conte yeah, saying, no, and, and I and I agree that's part of it. That's part of the allure. I'm not de- I'm not denying that. But also, and he can run fast. Some of the you know innovation sometimes comes off the back of necessity, and and the fact is. You, you know, if if you've got that necessity, if someone needs needs to play there, you know, and I'm not saying that he starts all three games regardless of what happens. I'm saying, you know, he comes on with half an hour to go instead of two minutes to go, or you know, or, or whatever that might be. Or he starts against um, against Brighton, and you know, he gets a half, and then we see see where we're at. Because the difference is, whoever comes whoever comes on to that right. So whether it's Doherty or whether it's Perisic, you know exactly what you're getting. At the moment, we don't know what we're getting. Really, with with Spence, so I just feel that that you know if, if if the right wing back that you wanted to start each game is now not there and has not been performing particularly well, then there is an opportunity for some for for us to try something something different. Um, so I don't know, but I, I'm not denying that the what, fact that we haven't seen him yet and is part of the allure. No doubt, what, that's why we're fans. What what if what Conte believes is reality is that if we play Jed Spence, that he's naive, that there are issues with his the. Whatever, whatever reservations that, that, that Conte has with Jed Spence and it plays out in a Premier League game which we cannot lose if we have any aspirations of challenging for the title when I still... yeah but are you, ask, are you asking me who do I think will start who do I think he'll start or who would I like to see start I think they're the same thing it's the same same question well no it's not because the, the thing is I'd like to see Spence start because I'd like to see a roll of the dice, and then and, and and in essence, but but the roll of what... the dice, but someone who's, who knows the player it isn't yeah. a roll of the dice. That's not what a manager does, is it? It's no, not... I know, but, but that's if you ask the question of who do I think Conte will start, Spence will. My Spence is not my answer. Well, okay, so the fan the fan base would have said Troy Troy Parrot two years ago, two years ago yeah. we, were, we were clamoring after just give him a go, give him a go. And now he's he's playing for fucking Preston North End. But then we was you know there was a lot of people saying to give Kane a go, and I know that's that's maybe slightly different. But what I'm saying is, you know, you asked about his statement in terms of fans will be fans, and I know what I'm saying. I'm giving you the example of that. The example is I'd like to see Spence because I feel like it it represents a bit more of a roll of the dice, a bit more risk averse, which I think is what we want 
what us as fans would like to see, whether that's in the style of play or some decisions. You know, I'm sure you, you took like guys last week talked about the Arsenal game in, in, in trying something different and expecting maybe free in that, that midfield and it didn't happen. You know, it represents a bit more of a of, of throwing caution to the wind, which which in person I would like. Do I think he'll do that? No. Do I hold it against him that he might he won't do that? No again. But you know, that's that's the example of where there is a disconnect between fans and, and, and manager. And that's fine. Yeah, people know know what they're doing and, and people that don't. Yeah, but he's not, you know, he's not God. He might not be yeah. right. I mean, but he's not but, God, but he has he, he he can he's watching over the, the, the world of Tottenham and we're just minions on the edges looking and going, Well that geezer I haven't seen him for a bit and they you know, he played quite well against Arsenal last year. Well, we might as well turn this off then if that's if that's the case. No, I, I don't. I, I fully appreciate the irony and hypocrisy in what I'm saying. I just think that um... we're saying he was right. You know, that's what I said. His statement. You said, "What do you think of his statement?" And I said he was spot on. Yeah, but and, and like I said, that's, that's so how can you, if he's spot on, how can you then say I still want to see James Spence play? No, he said. I said he's spot on in terms of what he said in terms of fans will be fans, and I, I, I'm playing of what who I think is the best. So, so the funny thing about this is, is when um, we, do you remember how angry we were? I don't know if you were involved at that point, but um, uh, it was it was Harry Redknapp who said, like fans that call up on uh, Talksport, they're fucking idiots. Well, he didn't say that, but I'm, I'm yeah, yeah no, I'm, I remember I'm paraphrasing. It, yeah. And um, and I was I was I was furious at the time. So how dare you? This is our football club. You're a fucking an employee of our football club, but um, you know, it's probably right. But football is littered with 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 stories of managers who didn't give players a chance and and then went on. You know, we've seen with yeah, with true. Jed Spence is an, is an example. He couldn't get a game for love and the money at Middlesbrough. He gets sent out on loan and ends up being bought by a, a Champions League qualified Premier League team. You know, sometimes sometimes they get stuff wrong. Uh, yeah, and I would mean- I'd like to see. Spence, I think that would be exciting. On, I would be excited for that. Yeah, I mean, Al, your point is spot on, right? Like when Jose was at Chelsea, like that was his the zenith of his career, the pinnacle of his career. And if if we'd have been having this discussion about is there a manager who knows more about football in the world right now than Jose Mourinho, we'd have all been like, no, he he makes the best decisions. He didn't play De Bruyne, bombed him. Didn't play Salah, bombed him. He won the league because he didn't think they were ready. Didn't yeah, think he won they the were league. Good he won the league. Yeah, fine. But he got it wrong with those players. That, yeah. that those players were excellent. He just didn't see it in training. Well, no, but, but he, yeah, he got it wrong with those players. But he won the league. Fine. But we might win. We might win the league without Spence. Fine. But we might win it with him because actually he'll give us a lot more than he takes away. But we'll never know if he doesn't fucking play the guy. And what's mm-hmm. the point? I, I just but like, he the, the will know. He's, he's the manager of football club, but he yeah, but, knows. Fine, he knows. He, we might not know. Our, our curiosity he also makes mistakes. Yeah, of course. But our, our curiosity might not be um, satisfied. But he but there knows. is only one way to find out, isn't there? But I don't know what we're arguing. No, no, no the, way, the, the, the way he finds out is what he already knows. Yeah. Is watching him play week in week out on on on, on a training fit. If he was good watching enough, train. Watching him train is not watching him play. Watching him play is playing him and see how he gets on at the level. I'm surprised this at idea you, that I'm this surprised idea at you, John. Because you're like this idea that Spence is some novice. That oh, it's a hell of a pun. He's a novice. He was one of the best players in the championship, which is one of the best leagues in the world. Right, it's Most a peasants' league compared to the Premier League. But the championship peasants. is 
The championship is not the, the dog shit league that you think it is, right? There's some decent teams in there. It's not like he's never played. He is one of the most exciting prospects in English football, which is littered with exciting fullbacks. He's not some nobody. If he comes in and he dog shit five games. Nobody. I'm just saying fine. someone who's won Champions League after Champions League, uh, the Scudetto, uh, it, it, he, this geezer has done it all. He, he's looking at him not going, do you know what? My ego is going to get, get in, in, in the way of playing him. Or I no, think I no, no. Well, I don't, I don't think so. But I don't. The thing is, none of us are disagree. We all agree with what what Conte said is correct, right? What I'm saying is, is it, it's a there is not if the two options that we've got coming in. Let's say Perisic doesn't switch over to to the right, right? So the two options are Matt Doherty or Jed Spence. Do we feel that there's a marked difference in terms of ability between those two? Right now, in terms of if you weigh up Doherty's experience and he's played in the system and, and the finish to the season he had before he got injured, you'd say they're probably about about level. You know, Spence is maybe natural talent and a bit more not level, uh, not level, and a bit more explosive to Doherty's experience and 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 being used to the Conte system and knowing what he's being asked to, to do. Right, so that's fine. So I, I'd have no issue with with, with Doherty signing. What what we're saying is, or I think what I'm saying is, is as a representation of seeing Conte throw a bit more caution to the wind in general, this is one of those topics. This is one part of, of that discussion. But just in general, I think what we'd like to see and what would make fans maybe a little bit more, okay, so he's trying some stuff, would, would be an example of that, would be would be starting Spence. Okay, so, um, so, so, so if you take Spence out of, out of, uh, out of the, the equation and all of the narrative <laughs> that went around it, and it was just a, another right wing back from our youth academy, like it's exactly the same from where Conte's perspective is. It is. It's not. It's not the same. Is he good it, enough? Is he good enough? If he is, then he will be playing. Or yeah, and 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 Conte isn't sort of the the. It's not, he's not lost on sentiment. He brought on um, Spence against Nottingham Forest, who he played for last year. This geezer isn't like a fucking machine that doesn't have any emotion he understands no, and, I'm, and I, I i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you with with any of this or, or i just think comparing jed spence to another youth academy product is is not correct in my view because the top six of the championship and i watch a lot of championship football is no worse than the Majority of the bottom half of the Premier League. Hold on, how much Championship football are you watching? Are you sitting? Settling, watch. Are you settling down on a Saturday watching fucking no, no, Preston watch, watch North watch End versus I, fucking I, Northampton? I've got vested interest in teams like Bristol City and people like that. You know, I, I watch a fair amount of it. And, and honestly, the, the top six of that Championship is no a very very little difference between the bottom. All right, maybe not bottom ten, but the bottom eight of the Premier League, roughly. Right. So he's he has got he is starting from up from a higher block. Look, the, the, at the end of the day, um, he's someone that, that if we if we need more dynamism in the team, that's what we are feel that we're lacking, mm. and it's something that Royale doesn't bring, and it's something that Doherty doesn't bring. I'm not saying they don't bring their own things in there, and that they have every right to start in front of him. But if we're expecting, you know, if, if it's coming down to those two, do, would we would I be disappointed if Doherty played 90 minutes for all of these three games where Royale's not in, and then Royale comes straight back in? Yeah, I'd be disappointed. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Just on the, on the ego thing, the reason I say that is when Ericsson went to Inter, he was basically like forced on Conte. It wasn't really a Conte signing. They brought him in because he was on a free and they wanted to get him in. He didn't really play him. Didn't really want to play him, seemingly, and he was was wasn't getting a game, Ericsson. And then he had injuries and was forced to play him. And then, like to Al's point, like that necessity created creativity, and he had to find a way to get him in the system. They ended up playing a lot better and going forward with him in the team. Now, I'm not saying Jed Spence as a right wing back is the equivalent to Christian Eriksen as an attacking midfielder because Eriksen was way more established. I get that. And it's the reason why it's pointless to compare Doherty to Spence, because Spence hasn't been given a chance. What we know is Ocket and Royale are not up to standard. Yeah. They are not going to get us where we want to go. We know that based on the games they've played. What we don't know is how Spence would get on. And there is only one way to find that out, and that's to give him significant game time to see if he's ready to play. If he's not training well enough, then that's on the player. Fine. I just want to see him fucking play. I want to see an exciting attacking fullback because, again, the reason we, like people go, oh, Royale's really good. He gets in such good positions because nobody fucking marks him. Yeah. Watch, watch him. No one picks him up. It's not that he's making incredible, insightful runs. They purposely let him receive the ball Leicester so they have an was, overload at the back post. It's mental. Yeah, Leicester was, Leicester was a perfect example of that as well. You could see them actively shutting down uh, on Perisic and uh, I can't remember who's like Perisic or Sessegnon, but they were actively shutting down that side and not shutting down the other side because they were like, "What's well, fine? He can have. He can't deliver." Yeah, yeah. Whereas you, you get Spence, who's massive. He's a big lad and he's rapid and he can get and he's dangerous. Well, we okay, see, you lose a bit going the other way, but against, it suddenly creates a big problem for them and they don't know which side to press. If you look at look at his highlight reel for Nottingham Forest last year, he's so composed on the ball, like certainly in the in the final three in terms of finding the player or hitting a shot on target that's uh, dangerous or causes the uh, goalkeeper to make a save. He definitely has that in his locker. I, I, I just think that maybe that he, like, I I want I want it as well, right? I, I I'm not I'm on I'm actually closer to you lot. In terms of wanting to see it as a fan, I just want to see him play. What can he do? And what, and if he gets on the pitch with with the opportunity, he might be twice the player he is in training because he suddenly has all of the things he wanted, everything he's worked for, everything he did last year in Nottingham Forest to get to this position to sign for Tottenham Hotspur and then and and be the right wing back or right back or whatever it might be and just perform. It might elevate him. Like training, like what is it? What is it? Practice is practice. Who said that? Iverson. No idea. There's a basketball player who just said that there's things that we can do on the pitch or on the court, and there's things that happen in in um, in, in 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 practice, is it? and uh, and you can perform in or on the pitch, or you can perform on the training ground, and they're two different things. It may, they may, I'd love to see Jed Spence just go out and just rip it up, like like Bow did. Like I'm not saying I'm not comparing him, but just Bow. As soon as he got on the pitch, and he trained horribly, I remember um, Jermaine Defoe saying, "Like, why are you still picking this guy?" And uh, Harry Redknapp said, "Well, you know, look what he does on a Saturday." Adele Tarrant as well, same, like, same. So the thing is, go on. Sorry, uh, I was just going to say the, the thing is, I, I after what Dozy was doing before he got injured against against Villa, it's great. I'm right? just excited to see him come and come back and and do that. 
But what I'm, what I'm saying is, is we've got those other options now. But, but the, the bottom line is none of us are disagreeing with what Conte said. None of us is, I, I'm, or I'm not. I'm not. I, I think he's absolutely right in what he says. Uh, but well, it, uh, did you think that, was... he knew that he knows that Emerson is not the one going because all the talk in the summer was that Emerson was the one on his way out. Yeah, you know. So um, you know, there, there's an opportunity here to throw some caution to the wind, and I, I hope he takes it at least a little bit. We'll move on. Let's move on. Let's move on because we've been uh, that was um, you know it's an interesting conversation. I was right, but you you two were wrong. <laughs> but uh, we've got a question here from Fear Gun Nutter. He says uh, with Dyer injured, most likely you saw him get off the um, the, the uh, coach walking rather gingerly. Uh, it says who would who would your back three be against Brighton, John? Who do you want to see line up? Sanchez is going to come in. Would you put Romero in the middle? Can he do that job? He surely can. If it was me, I'd play Longley in the middle and Davis yeah. on the left because Longley's very composed on the ball. He can pass, which is what Dyer is in the team for. You lose a bit in the air because Dyer's fucking great in the air. But I think Brighton aren't a like aerial threat, so I don't think that's a huge loss. So on balance, yeah, I think you keep Romero in his best position, keep Davis in his best position, and bring in Longley. I think that's that's the way to go. He won't do that. He'll, I think, he will bring in Sanchez and probably put Romero in the middle. But I really hope he doesn't because I think Longley's been um, Al mentioned earlier, been really good. Like yeah, I've really composed, been impressed with him. Composed, I, I had yeah. sort of yeah, and no no view of him before, but he's been he's been really good. I, I like him. I don't hate Sanchez either, right? But Same. bringing in bringing in Sanchez against a football like a, a team like you saw the goals they scored against Liverpool. I think they'd have a field day against Sanchez. Um, I'd keep. Yeah, I completely agree with John. I keep Romero in his best position. I bring Davis into a position he's played very well in, and I put Longley in there. Um, and and we might have to play, you know, and 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 Huey Bez might have to might have to do a bit more work. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be really disappointed if Sanchez comes in. I, I feel like just stylistically, it's just all wrong for Sanchez. Okay, uh, I just want to uh, take a moment to uh, give a shout-out to our sponsors, NordVPN. Um, there's 10 reasons why you should use NordVPN. Uh, but before we do it, Al, you had something to say about it. Yeah, I did, and now I'm worried about whether I should say it or not. 100%. Which means you should definitely say it. Cause it yeah, 100% hilarious. say it. <laughs> well, no, it's, not, it's, like, it's nothing to do with naked ladies. Okay, that's but, fine. Um, uh, on Saturday, I was using a particular streaming service, which, uh, which uh, just a, just no, 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 just a streaming service that was allowing me to watch uh, football uh, without putting money into the pockets of um, you know terrible, terrible people. Um, and uh, actually, that's probably not true. It's probably like you were saying, but <laughs> uh, but what, what, they it had been censored, uh, and they had no way of fixing it. So I had no way to watch the derby right this is north london derby it, it you can't just be finding other bits and pieces you're four minutes in right so then i thought hold on a minute i can use nordvpn on my amazon fire stick uh and that may work and do you know what it worked an absolute bloody treat what, is, that, is that because it was geolocked is it like it, it because you was in a different country the stream that i was using had been discovered by right. the authorities yeah uh and they said, look, if you've got a good VPN service, try that. I thought, I've got the best VPN service. I'll try that. And it worked brilliantly. It, it, and and that, that's what's really good about it, because it's literally like you're looking at a picture of a map and there's dots all over this map and you can click on it just to move to another country. Is that what you did? Yeah, so I, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I, I'm just using that as, as an example. I, I, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't watching an um, illegal stream service. I just want to make that clear. But if, if 
that's that's the dream I had, and in my dream, NordVPN came to the rescue. <laughs> I, I've actually been surprised about how good uh, NordVPN has been. And it, whenever I'm talking, it sounds like I'm doing a read. And, and we are, that, that's fundamentally what we're doing. But all of us, or like every every single person who's involved in this podcast has downloaded NordVPN. And actually, they're not, like, there wasn't any free accounts. We weren't chucking free accounts out. Everyone's subscribed. Yeah. John, you, you, I've got a feeling you haven't subscribed. Is that true? No, I have. And I. Oh, uh, you have? When Al, when Al said. Um, when I said oh, I was not going to be about naked ladies, I was like, "That's good because my only anecdote is is purely about um, porn." So basically, um, many years ago, this uh, you know, I quite like a compilation. Uh, everyone likes their own. <laughs> is that, is that what I, you're... I enjoy? <laughs> what you... I really like you, compilations. You, you're yeah. saying you don't have the mental capacity to see the story through. <laughs> I the like best bit. Yeah, I just like let's have a compilation of the fittest chicks doing the filthiest shit. Stick it together. <laughs> Bosh. And then at any moment, I'm getting all the best bits. It's perfect. Right? <laughs> I remember like many years ago. I came John Bass Bona Mix. <laughs> One. Yeah. Um, yeah, I came across this video of this um, Brazilian girl with blue eyes. So she had dark skin and blue eyes. And I was like, I just always stuck with me. I was like, wow, I like, need to track her down. And every so often it pops into my head and I think, down. I, I, I will need to see more. I need to see more. I need to find this woman. And I can never find her. I searched blue-eyed Brazilian babe, blue-eyed Brazilian <laughs> chick, everything, right? I can, and it just it never, never works, right? Never works. I thought, right, I'll have a look at Brazil's Pornhub and see if that makes it any different. So I changed it to Brazil, and fucking hell, I found her. Straight away. <laughs> like, straight what, away. What, um, what, what, uh, what was her name? <laughs> Alex has literally got, got a pen, pen and paper stuff. right now. It does, it's the, way, the way John described it, it did sound very, very appealing. Yeah, it's, she's unbelievable. She's gorgeous. But there's only like three videos of her, so she's niche. I don't think she's like a porn star. Blue-eyed Brazilian Miranda, her name is. Blue-eyed. Unbelievable. So, yeah, that was my first foray into a VPN, other than my only other experience is using it for work so that they can check that I'm not using porn, ironically. So, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. The great thing about NordVPN is that they the, the work can't find out what you're doing. It encrypts everything. Really? You can access your files remotely. I'm <laughs> going to Google you want. that now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, there's tons more I could t- tell you about NordVPN, but I feel like that's that's gold, what you've just... Uh, yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, indeed. Um, uh, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash fighting cock to get a huge discount on your NordVPN plan, including four months free if you pay a year up front. It's she is very attractive. Just unbelievable. Oh, mate. you found her already? That's what I mean. But if you just right, let's, let's, the... uh, let's wrap it up. No, can, you just, up. can you just um, hold it up to the screen if you actually generally have? Oh well, no, I'm just on the screen. I can't. I'm on the laptop. I can't. Right, I can't right. do that. I'll right. Send you the link after. I mean, it's not a problem. Oh, okay. I'll put it in the description of the pod, shall we? So just <laughs> put on her profile. There you go. I hope she's happy. I hope she's happy and healthy and well. One hundred percent. Now, yeah, now she's re- rekindled her connection with me. The universe is complete. It's fine. There is, there's, there's always that one clip you, you found like way back in the day, and you think I'd love to find that one again. Yeah. With NordVPN, they will find you the clip that you lost when you were sixteen. Exactly. John, have you, whilst you've been watching these compilations, have you ever accidentally just as just as you come, and then the screen's gone to like a bloke's face as you come? <laughs> 
Uh, no, but I did. I did have an unlucky streak where I was like really into something, and then it would cut away to just someone I wasn't into, and I was like, "Fuck! Like, I've wasted it there. I've wasted it." There's no worse feeling in it when, or like when that happens, you're like, "Oh, well, that was a waste." Now I got waste. Waste, exactly. Yeah, or uh, you, you know, you're you're enjoying something, and you just come at the wrong at the wrong bit. Like you've been waiting well, all day. It's not supposed, like, oh, it ain't supposed to be like oh, that. Was a waste. It's supposed to be like self sort of loathing. That's what it's supposed to be. Oh no, I don't. I never yeah. self love. T says that all the time. I never understand it. I, you know, I, I, I revel in it. Same. It's, it's just entertainment. It's, it's a good. It's a good time for me. I'm enjoying yeah. it. And so, oh, like, oh, I don't. I don't want to waste it. It's you know, think about it, right? Think about you're at a movie and you eat all the popcorn too early. Mm. You've wasted it on. You want it at the fucking exciting bit, and you don't want to eat it at the beginning in the trailers. Otherwise, you've wasted it. Same principle for me, but not putting it in my own mouth. Just yeah. putting it in a tissue yeah. or whatever. So, so Alex has never felt more alive. To- and more alive than than, than our, like post coital. Yeah, like, Coitus. I, just, Coitus. I, watched, I watched too many of these positive mindset videos, right? So every time those little self loathing comes in, I'm like, "Fuck that shit! Look at me!" I just go, I spread out star on the bed. Wow, naked. Just come on, come on my chest, stomach, and I I, I just lie there like that, dead still. For just at least keeps going. <laughs> just keeps going, even though it hurts. He's like, "Oh, it's gonna come again! You're not gonna stop me!" No, it's, it's 20, 20 seconds after he's come. And he's just lying on his back, and uh, there's just jeers all over his beer belly. And he looks beer down, belly. Like, you want to laugh? I mean, you saw it? what I wore to John's wedding. Yeah, no, I did. Although I thought, actually, oh, saying that, I did. I, I couldn't do the top button up of my course. <laughs> <laughs> me and Flav had a half an hour discussion about whether I could get away with which T-shirt I could get away with not having to do the top button up. <laughs> All right, that'll do, boys. Uh, this has been the Fighting Cock Podcast. Thank you so much, John and Alex, for uh, you know contributing all that bullshit they said about Jed Spence. Um, uh, yeah, continue to download. Thank you very much for for, for downloading and. Um, Love you all, and up the Spurs. We're going to smash Brighton up their ass. Smash them. Uh, smash is that, is that okay? Because <laughs> I didn't mean to say it. I didn't even but, make the yeah. correlation, but I might get cancelled because of that, because this is the fucking woke world we live in now, John. I, I wonder how long we get for a pub before woke came into it. Well done. Made 59 minutes. Excellent. Good work, boys. All right. See you later. Peace. See Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.